Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to help out Tyson Fights, get on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review like Jeno Blarney did. Jeno Blarney says, <laughs> we're thoughtful, respectful, and we help him connect with his kids who are his fellow wrestling fans. Should we cut out the laughs since he said that we're respectful? <laughs> Maybe not. We're honest here. We, we bear our emotions. And sometimes when we think something is funny... We laugh at it. You were enjoying it, and that's what I, that's why I laughed. And that's the spirit of our podcast is that's us it. laughing at things, even inappropriately. <laughs> Thank you. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> A good evening. Tyson Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Daniel and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Three folks talking. Welcome to Tights and Fights, a show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the father of destruction, Hal Bearer. I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the first outlaw, Danielle Radford. Hello. And the legendary Iron Hood, Mike Eagle. That is me. We've got tons of things to talk about this week, like the upcoming Hell in a Cell show, the latest with Lucha Underground, and a look at Undertaker's music. Got a little preview up front in case, like... 90% 90% of the people listen to the show, you have no idea what the fuck music I was doing at the top. First, most of Raw was centered around each member of the Shield getting beaten up in different ways. Let's start with Seth Rollins, who lost to Braun Strowman. What did you think of the match and Dean Ambrose's subsequent run-in? So we were all saying last week that like we were hoping that this was the outcome because it doesn't really hurt Seth, but Braun needs it. And yeah, so we, we wound up getting the thing that I wanted, and I love that Dean ran in. Especially after their huge couples counseling conversation last week. (laughs) I get what you're saying. We have to build Braun back up. Mm -hmm. But we also built him up a ton to the point where he was in a world title match with Brock Lesnar that he lost way too easily. So, Mike, my question for you is is, what are we building him up for? To lose again? Yeah. Looks like it. (laughs) Um, And, you know... uh, to me, it did hurt Seth a little bit because when I watch him lose clean to Braun, I'm thinking they could have put Braun over in some way where it made it look like Seth was a little bit more of a legitimate contender personally. Yes. I would like to have seen that. But I don't. The, I, I guess for me, I don't mind it because knowing that they were originally they were going to do the thing, it makes sense to have them all at a weak point where they're like, oh, like to get through all of this, we have to be together. But see, I also think it's kind of weird and dumb that they all individually are trying to beat up Braun Strowman. Like, I don't understand the motivation behind like what would what would um, compel well, for some of the some of them. It's about a yard. And well, okay, for, but he, but that guy, he already got. Uh, I he already lost to Braun a I bunch mean, of times. Gosh, so much. And like there were vehicles involved. Feud <laughs> in the summer, right? Right. Yeah. Dean will fight anybody. With Dean, Dean will fight anybody because yeah. he's crazy. And Seth. Seth was proving a point to Dean. <laughs> saying, if you want to risk right, yourself, yeah. then I'm going to do it too. And now look what happened. Man. See, see and that's then Dean what came love in. looks like. Is it? Or is it what dumb looks like? I don't. I, man, love I, looks dumb. I don't know what to tell you. Fair enough. Love is dumb. I need y'all to watch wrestling with me so I can understand it. <laughs> We're here for you. I need it. Let's move to the other thing we saw, which was Roman Reigns in a match against The Miz for the Intercontinental title. First of all, Reigns did actually a good job of putting the title over in his promo. That was nice to see. And then at the beginning, we had The Miz Siraj aping the entrance of The Shield. How did that work for everybody? I liked it. The thing with Dolph and the reason why I don't like it as much when he does that is that, like, instead of him starting and stopping and starting and stopping, I would like if he would just either fully commit to doing someone's full-ass entrance or do that thing he talked about where he just combined all the entrances at once. So because they fully committed and they did the full-ass entrance, I liked it. Yeah, in that sense, it's definitely better than what Dolph does. But I think the main reason for that is because what Dolph does, to me, doesn't really have an end game. There's no point to it. He's just doing it where... 
you know, the thing with the Miz and the Miz Taraj doing it is obviously leading to this particular feud. So it has right. a point to it. And it's very There's pointed a, at someone. Right. It's not just like, I'm mad at everyone. Right. Like when he came out into Naomi's thing, like that that's cool, but like what is that to set up a like are you gonna fight? Exactly. So that where 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 Dolph is kinda spinning his wheels, at least this is headed somewhere. The only thing that I don't like about this is that they're just telegraphing it so damn much. I wish and yeah. I, and I know that that's kind of the function of where we are right now. They seem to kind of just be rushing everything, like putting, you know, WrestleMania matches on just whatever random pay-per-view they happen to be on at the moment. So it makes sense in congruency with all of that. I just right. wish that they wouldn't tip their hands quite so much that that's where they were going with things. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I wish it was a little more subtle. It, yeah. it just doesn't feel like it fits together the way it should. I don't know, because for me, there's so many instances where they do the thing and they're, they they think that they're doing it in a subtle, slow way, but instead everyone's like, look, we know this going to happen. Right. We don't need three months to get there because we know what's going to happen. So for me, it's like, if they're not going to be able to pull off these like really subtle things, I would rather them get there quickly than spin their wheels and do it for three months in a row. Maybe subtlety isn't what I'm looking for. Maybe what I'm looking for is to feel a little bit more surprised by it. Right. Right. And okay. so, you know, it, it's not necessarily that all the movements have to be uh, minuscule or less you know, you foreshadowing. Get, you get, yeah, right. a little less foreshadowing. A little less winking. So I can have that moment of, oh shit, they're doing it. But yeah. now nah, I can't have that because they're tipping it off every week. Right. Yeah, you're you know just waiting. Is it going to be next week? Is it going to be the right. week after? My friend, the Jeffery, was in the audience in Denver, Colorado, at the, by the Pepsi Center or wherever. It is that Raw took place. And he said that Roman was super over, way less mixed. And you saw that specifically when he was beating down the Miztourage in advance of their match, which was smart, like great psychology. Yeah. Yeah. He does have to take them out. The look on the Miz's face, the way he sold. Yeah. Having to be in the ring with him alone is great. Like, what a great chicken shit heel. Like, yeah. The best fantastic. of the business. Do you feel like the, the way he was babyface over with that crowd, will that translate to other cities or is... Denver an anomaly. I think that the Cena feud put him in a better position. Mm-hmm. And I, now I haven't been around to talk to you guys about that <laughs> for a few weeks, but I think Cena in a way gave him a little bit of a rub. He did, um, for sure. And and I I feel like uh the support is going to be a little bit more genuine going forward. Okay. Yeah. And also, I think it doesn't hurt that everyone saw the shield coming, and that's a thing we like. Mm-hmm. And right. so anything that helps lead to the shield happening is going to make you happy because we like that thing. True. It seemed like for a while the match they were going towards was the entirety of the Mistourage versus the shield. That's how they were going to get them together. Right. Now you have Sheamus and Cesaro in the mix. So clearly the match is Sheamus and Cesaro, the bar plus the Miz versus the shield. They should you know, call them shoot. I, I, was, I was close. <laughs> I was close. I was thinking Miz. And then bar, I was like Bismar, the biz. key or something. The bar Mizva. The bar, the bar Mizva. Oh, there we go. That's good. That's uh, good. And they all come out being raised up in chairs yeah. by a bunch of older <laughs> Jewish men. So and have a circumcision match. <laughs> I was talking with my friend the Jeffrey and and one of my best friends Jordan. We were talking. He was like, I I don't understand why it's not just the Miz Taraj. This is a great chance for them to get a rub from the Shield rather than Sheamus and Cesaro. My argument against that being the point of this is not to give them the rub. The highlight here is the Shield getting back together. However, this doesn't feel like it should be the reunion match, and that's not a knock on any of the heels who I think are great. It just doesn't feel earned. Is that the the match you wanted coming back is the Shield versus The Miz and Sheamus and Cesaro? No, but sometimes you just got to be happy with what you got. Okay. I'm happy with it. Like, it's the Shield getting back together... I'm always going to pop for that. I was good with it when it was them and the Miztourage because I was like, look, it's I was like, it's super uneven and it feels weird, but okay. Now it feels a little more. Plus, you've got that extra thing of like, the bar really does want to destroy them because they fucked up Cesaro's mouth. Right. So you do. So there is probably going to be some extra brutality in that mm-hmm. simply because, um, you know, Cesaro got his teeth jammed into his gums. And which now he is still that- ouch. He's got the mouth guard and he's wearing the Shinsuke mouth guard. Yeah, it's difficult to think about that. <laughs> and so that to me adds like an extra fucking, that adds some sriracha onto this match because it's like they do have something to fight for because you did fuck up the homie's mouth. And also in addition to that, The Bar and Dean and Seth appear to work really well together. Mm. Like sure. they tend to put on pretty good matches. So I think that it makes it better in that sense. In terms of the size of the match and 
I don't think it's necessarily big enough either, but it's kind of like what you were saying, Daniel. We can all see that's where it's going, and the Miz to rise was fine for me because there was three of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's I mean? A, like that's, at the end of the there day, was three give me three dudes. <laughs> right. yeah. One of my exceptions, three on, like, at the end, just give me three dudes. <laughs> Let's move over to the women's division on Raw. Mickey James is officially the number one contender for the Raw women's title, but we're in a storyline here. First of all, Mickey James is, what, 36? 38. 38. 38? That's fine. That's very young. 38 is very young. Everybody. Oscar's 36. Oscar's is she really? Yep. Finn's 37. Well, that changes everything. These people are in their late 30s. Mickey mm-hmm. James is a contemporary of those people. And yet, the angle here, because all the other women are 12, is <laughs> here's a walker and some diapers. Can't we do this angle and make her washed up? Rather than old, that, that's what, a, yeah. Does that's, it bother you, Danielle? Yeah, yeah. I think it's dumb, and I do. That's exactly what I was gonna pitch. Like instead of making it old versus young, you make it old versus new. As in, we're the new thing. We're what's going on. You are a byproduct of the shitty divas thing that we were all trying to get away from. And so we're here. We're serious. And why don't you go do another bra and panties match? Why don't you go do another blah 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 thing? If we're gonna start calling out her age, then we gotta start calling out everybody else's age. You know what I mean? Well, I mean. There is a history of calling out age in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, Flair with all that stuff in WCW with the new blood and the old guys. Like, there's a history yeah. of ageism across the board. So it's not like this is a singular incident. I know there's a sensitivity around that, too. What you guys are presenting is perfectly logical, but does not feel as heelish as what Alexa is doing. Now, does that make it any more or less of a thing to do? Because it does feel like something a heel would do. And that's why I like that first promo. But now, like, I want it to go somewhere other than, like, for me, the next logical step would be you need to retire because you're old news and I'm what's hot and hip and what's young. Right. Get out of here, Madonna. But, and that, to me, is way different than, here's your depends, old lady. Um, <laughs> th- there's a way that you can expand from that promo. And one of those is interesting and wrestling related and about the business. And one of those is like really easy Walker jokes. Right. And I guess I'm, I, I'm and maybe that's it, too. Maybe I just don't like it because it's really easy and hack. That could very well also be why I don't like it. Well, moving on to things, other things we don't like. Let's hear the latest wrinkle in the Finn versus Bray Wyatt never-ending circus of fun. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> Here's what the next classic's going to be. Abigail is a lie. Oh, who needs it? <laughs> she is dying to meet you. Wow. Randy, <laughs> go get my wig out of the closet. <laughs> It's got a tag on it that says Abigail Randy. <laughs> Bring me my white powder makeup. In case you don't get it, I have an alter ego. <laughs> Randy, my alter ego is Sister Abigail. <laughs> I'm like Norman Bates, Randy. They're going to turn me around, it'll just be a skeleton. <laughs> a sign on it that says Sister Abigail. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Man, fuck this. Why are they doing it now? Why uh. do we have to wait this long if he's got this character? They were going to do. And by the way, his promo work was fine. It was probably yeah. one of the better promos we've seen from him from since who, Bray? 2014. I no longer listen when he talks. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That, but that's, yeah. that, that is the WWE's problem. Yeah. They've turned you off to the point where you don't. I don't. If they do something good, you're not paying attention. Yeah, especially like what is him with that cut-in video, rocking chair, yes. smoke-filled room in the back bullshit. Right. Like, yeah. I just don't need it. I don't. <laughs> I don't care because it don't mean nothing. It's more of Bray's weird audiovisual superpower shit, and I I need I need something to happen. You know what I mean? So I had a very visceral reaction when I saw the clip on Twitter, and I went I had a little bit not a tweet storm, but I definitely had like a tweet drizzle where I was like, because my first immediate thought was like, are they seriously gonna do a fucking Abigail versus Demon match where Bray comes out in the makeup and the wig and doing a quote unquote girl voice like the one that all bad comics do, which is like, hi, I'm Sister Abigail, and that just made everything in me that's out in any. And so I was not into that. 
And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, look, if they do it where it's like Katrina on Lucha Underground, where you you have someone come up and who's basically it's like a combination of Katrina on Lucha Underground, this like spooky ghost girl and Lana, where you just have someone sicking, you know, like a possessed Bray Wyatt on people that could be dope and I don't mind if they do the makeup and stuff no wig please no wig please no veil please no dress but if they did like some kind of weird like makeup on him and he's like this is what I look like when I'm possessed Finn like then that's fine (laughs) and what people are thinking because um, Sage Beckett posted something a couple of tweets and so people are thinking it's going to go more in that direction where they're going to call her up and have her be a sister abigail i think this could be done right i don't know if it will be but at this point i know enough to not be cautiously optimistic so i'm gonna say that i have no expectations of it being bad that's very freeing Wow. Very, I have very no, free. I'm not going to, because I've done that before. I've been like, I'm consciously optimistic. And then every time, wompity womp. Then they so, shit in your heart. Yeah. If you're going to do something new, then it needs to help him win. Mm-hmm. And at this point, if he beats Finn, then what the hell do you do with Finn at that point? Right. Like, I just think that at this point, this feud just really needs to be over. Yeah. With. I don't know why we're still doing this. Is, is like, is someone mad at Finn? Like, I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, all, all of the luster is gone from yeah. Finn and Finn was somebody who six months ago we were like okay him and Brock alright you know what I mean like right. even if he didn't win you at least wanted to see it but it's like this I don't know this feud is just it's 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 consuming me with boredom <laughs> like I'm being eaten by a boredom monster <laughs> I just want Sister Abigail to be Mae Young's hand baby oh yeah all grown, all grown up. up it'll be a full arm by now no they already had someone it was a dude Oh yeah, dress. That was a guy in a hand suit. You and can't I was fool and me. I was and I was very upset because it was not mixed. That's not the real hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was very mad that that hand was not mulatto. It was half hand, half old lady. <laughs> like just got all her jeans for some reason. All right, well let's let's move on. What did you guys think of Callisto being the newest competitor for Enzo? The challenge for that cruiserweight championship. I thought exactly what that crowd thought. <laughs> Nothing. Nah. Well, okay. The problem is this. The problem is this. With all of the talent, especially undersized talent you have in NXT and the world right now, if you're going to do Kurt Angle coming out and say newest signee, yeah. you got to give us something. You can't give us the guy who we all thought should have been there anyway. The guy who should have been there from the beginning. Right. You're not wrong. If they put Johnny Gargano in the cruiserweight division, I'm going to cancel my network subscription. Why? Why? Because I want to see him on a show that I watch. That people watch. Yeah, but I think the whole point is them trying to get you to watch 205 Live. Yeah, that's kind of what they're doing. They did. They put Enzo on there. I'm still not watching it. What I'm saying is so they'll put more people that you like from NXT on there to try to get you to watch it. I'm not they want to. your eyeball, Hal. Yeah, it's your eyeball. You people at the Performance Center, you keep my beloved Johnny Gargano out of that cruiserweight <laughs> division. You put him on the main roster where he belongs. You monsters. You fucking monsters! <laughs> By the way, give him back his music, Callisto. Also, it's the only thing the crowd really liked was give, give him back some articles of clothing. Every time I see him, he is more naked. He's going to be wrestling in an Aztec skirt and g-string yeah. very soon. Well, yeah, just put him in a banana hammock. Yes, and the mask could just be a Lone Ranger mask. <laughs> Like we how he came out as a Super Saiyan at the beginning. I liked it. I, he must have got he got some of that New Day armor that they were they had for like WrestleMania. I and guess. You know what? It totally makes sense for his character. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, he's so talented. I give him something. Give him anything. Of this, I was excited, if only because, like, yeah, this is exactly where he should have been. I'm excited to see him versus Neville. I'm excited to see him versus Cedric. I've watched a couple episodes because I'm trying to get caught up because I feel like I'm constantly being like, no one cares, no one cares, no one cares, and I'm not giving the product a full shot. And I'm not giving it my full attention, and so I do want to so be like the live fair. crowds you that, shit. that go there. No, the live crowds ain't shit. I think they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> a ton of credit. I, I, agree. I love those guys. I think they're great. And I think they put out good product. And I think it, it does them a, it does it does them a disservice to have them out with a dead crowd. But so Agreed. one thing that I am going to do is once Lucha is done, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna spread some of that love over to the 205 Live. Yeah. Speaking of Lucha Underground, 
Danielle, before we get to SmackDown, why don't you tell us about what's been happening lately? Because this could be their farewell tour. It's still looking that way? Like, no more no LU? one, No one knows at this point because right. so many of their people are not going to be back. Really? Um, yeah. Like, so many. Like, Ricochet is gone, which the rumor is that that's part of why they kept, they split the season up, was because they knew as soon as they were done taping, like, they could only keep him for so long before he started showing up in other places. And they still, they do so much taping in advance that, that he might show up somewhere else and then also still be on Lucha. And it's just kind of a bad look. Um, but, but question, it's one though. of the, It's the rumor, at least. But I don't he's, think. he's only Prince Puma on there, right? Yeah, he's Master's Prince Puma. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Okay. And a lot of people have like different names on there. Right. Like AR Fox is Dante Fox and like a bunch of people have different names. Um, and there are some people who, you know, who's going to want to work with Sexy Star again? There's like a right. lot of questions about. Um, but people are still hopeful. I'm hopeful. I hope that they figure it out and pull it off because um, this last match, which I saw in person, the match from last night was amazing. It was Dante Fox versus Killshot, and their backstory is that they were, like, together in the military as part of some, like, elite force, and they had, like, a falling out. Guile and, and Charlie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just No, but it is. It, it, <laughs> no, yeah. but it does kind of have that same feel. And so they did this match, which is a hell of war match. It's got three parts. Three so, stages of hell? Yeah, yeah, essentially. The first one is a blood match. Whoever draws first wins. The second part is a no DQ. And then the third part is a medevac match, which is basically an ambulance match, but they do like with a mil- military medevac. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're one of those people who was like, you like actual wrestling, but you appreciate some of the ECW kind of craziness and you can appreciate some of the blood and some of the other stuff when it's done well, go watch this match. It was amazing. Both of those guys gave everything. They're both, again, amazing wrestlers, and they performed crazy, crazy, crazy fucking stunts uh, that hurt me to even think about, because I am squeamish as I get older, Um, because I know that I'm not invincible and I'll die someday. (laughs) So don't get hit by a bus. You'll know that, too. So, um, but yeah, like You kicked out of that, though. You kicked out of that. I kind of, I think it was a DQ because I kind of <laughs> rolled out of the and did in a schmoz. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I woke up in a gutter, so I definitely like it was a dusty finish. That's fair. <laughs> we can say that much. Yeah. So everybody, go check out that Lucha Underground match. However, you are able to locate and watch it. SmackDown. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Jim Ross out of you. SmackDown this week was like a corgi in a swimming pool. It was just treading water. <laughs> Wasn't really much that happened now ahead of in their go home. I a swimming right? pool. Why would you do that to me? Imagine it's got a little top hat on. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, I want it. Now, <laughs> not a lot happened uh, on SmackDown. It was just sort of set it, continuing to sort of chug along towards Hell in the Cell. But we did have a really nice promo from the Usos and the New Day that almost made up for it. Let's hear some. Check this out. Hell in the Cell is very, 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 very similar to what the Uso Penitentiary is like. How, Uso? Well, see, dog, we're going to drag New Day right down this aisle right here. That's a damn man walking. We're going to bring him up right to this hell right here. Got him shivering and shaking. We're going to open up that cell door. I'm going to throw their ass in there. No, check this out. <laughs> I got a better one. How about we throw every single tag team inside that cell? Slam the door. Bam! What's that sound? That's the sound of the tag division on lock. At Hell in a Cell, you two <laughs> are going to be left in a pile of your own day one-ish. Okay. Because! All right, I'm just going to go ahead and award the point to the Usos for that one. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So good. It was very good. Oh. If you have any thoughts on the week in wrestling, let us know about it at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights or at tightsfights on Twitter. When we come back, we'll take a look at the music of The Last Outlaw, The American Badass, The Dead Man, The Undertaker. That's up next on Tights and Fights. How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right. Dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to 
MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat rocks. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. And you I know remembered. what? Oh, sorry. You remembered? I remembered. Are you sure? No. Let's just go with it. Okay. Okay. Here's what I think. We always do this as a triple threat. Let's open it up and make it a fatal four-way. What? Do you, what do you think? And to do that, let's bring in one of the other hosts in the Nation of Conversation, Lindsay Kelp. <laughs> Yeah, y'all this can't is see madness. it. Is this the first time we've all done the thing? I believe I think that so. it is. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yay. This is so great. It's not awkward at all. <laughs> no. And I mean that sincerely. <laughs> really Normally not. when somebody says that, yeah. it is now. They mean it's awkward. And you said it with the face that made it sound like you really thought it was awkward. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. No, it's like the craft. Now we can call the corners. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know we what that means. We are the weirdos, mister. <laughs> That's what I know. It's but like, I'm, I'm into it. It's yeah. that movie goth girls liked in the 90s. Yeah. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a board. <laughs> There's so much I have left to see. <laughs> well, let's talk about entrance music. Entrance music is a part of a wrestler that can define their career. We like to look at some of the most famous entrance music throughout the years from the good, the bad, and in between in a segment we call Ringtones. This is the ringtones theme song. It doesn't exist, so I'm making it up. This time, we're going to discuss the dead man himself, The Undertaker. Now, we're talking about a, a career here that has spanned 16 years. No, my gosh, 26 years. Yeah. <laughs> 26 years. If I forgot, I, for some reason, my math was off. But around a little longer than John Cena. But, yeah, a little bit longer. <laughs> just a little just bit. Just a hair. Uh, but... Over those 26 years, I think one of the things that, that has been a hallmark of The Undertaker is his ability to evolve his character over time, whether that's a slight tweak or a complete overhaul. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to mark some of those changes in his career using music. So let's go back to Survivor Series 1990. What? God, 27 years. Wow. My math was off again. And let's hear some of the original Undertaker entrance music. This is gonna be scary. Oh God, it's so midi. Yeah, this is. This is so. It sounds. That sounds like uh, if your Macintosh was coming on on Halloween. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we had this electric organ in my granddaddy's house for like years. Wasn't this a preset tune? Yeah. <laughs> That's what do you think? that it is that this music matches so well to an Undertaker character, obviously. Is it just the character's so great, it could have been Mary Had a Little Lamb and it's still No, no, because we'll talk later about some shit that I was, oh, like, I did not oh. work with the Undertaker, Hello. in my oh. opinion. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's it's, coming. It's not just the, it's not, like, this is, this, it is a really well done piece of music. Um, and it's a piece of music that fits the character really, really well. Yeah, I mean, because he had, and we're probably going to get to that too, he even had other, uh, scary music later that wasn't that yes and I didn't like that at all you know it, it, the character was still great he was still uh, scary and dead but I want that scary music not right this is the Undertaker's yeah. music right yeah. I think it's one of those situations where the music elevates the character and the character elevates the music they worked in tandem so perfectly that it, it just works right I mean there's just no part of you that when you hear that you're you know the, the hairs on the back of your neck come on end you're excited because you know he's coming even when Slowly. it's when it's Dolph. Yeah. I mean, like for that split second, you're, you're happy. You know what? Instead of going fully chronological, I'd like to to go to both bookends so we can hear how that uh, how that theme is used today, and then and then we'll we'll walk through some of his other music Ooh. over time. It's even three minutes in between the gongs. <laughs> It's just, you know, it's sometimes it can be so nice when the music you used to love gets remastered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, when they use, like, two instruments instead of one. Yeah. That's usually, that's usually pretty good. Oh, that choir. Can you imagine that these are the souls that he's vanquished singing for him? They form a chorus, right? Nice. Well, they need a hobby. Yeah. What are they going to do once they're gone? Close harmonies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be better than everything else. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey guys, I know that we're doing the rats nibbling on your ears for your portion of hell today, but uh, Undertaker's got to go wrestle Kevin Owens. So if you guys want to just do your, do your creepy thing. You could all be in the foyer by 2. We need to leave at 2.15. No, the rats won't be there, Dave. <laughs> so there you go. There's the filled out version. It almost makes the original music sound like a demo. Yeah. yeah. Like where you get like a bootleg demo. <laughs> Definitely. This is it finished. This is the fully realized version of that music. That's, you know, that's the interesting thing about wrestler entrance themes, too, is that when in that case, I mean, it's Jim Johnston coming up with a theme. When he makes a theme for somebody, he doesn't know if they're going to stink and get fired immediately <laughs> or if they're going to be around for 26 years. Yeah. You know, so like, of course, he doesn't put his best effort into that, <laughs> that very first sketch. You know what I mean? And this is, there are a lot of changes coming up. But this is, of course, the Ministry of Darkness era. And as a cult leader with an odd goatee. <laughs> it was so dark. That I did not care for it. That is the ultimate heel, like, triple oh, black. Just, just for men ass goatee. Yeah. <laughs> That's the shit I used to tip my eyebrows. <laughs> Were your eyebrows evil at the time? <laughs> they are now. <laughs> uh, well, let's hear that evil eyebrow music. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is where I came in. Fucking Resident Evil ass shit right now. I know, I loved it so much. Oh, yeah. It's the devil's music. The rock and roll is the devil's music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is that first bit just like the Menomina song from the Muppets slowed down? Because <laughs> <laughs> it really sounded like it for me. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, the Muppets and rock and roll. <laughs> oh, man. Teenage Danielle loved this shit. Because this was like when I was first like watching wrestling. Um... I think I've told y'all like my first episode of wrestling ever was the one where um, Stephanie was put up on the not across mm-hmm. um, the Undertaker symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, shut up. Like, we, were, I knew, we all knew better. Um, but that's when I liked it. It was spooky and it was like comic books and I was I was hella into it. And so that's I have this part this this one of the old school themes I have a, a it, it does have that, like, Attitude Era, like, super chunky guitar play yeah. that mm-hmm. almost everybody had. Uh, but also, what's interesting is as we come through, maybe we should have done it in order, but fuck it. <laughs> uh, there are, like, elements that build into that final version of the song. So you have that, mm-hmm. like, like, that's sort of in there. That got added for this version. It just really sounds like it could have been a, a DX band again. Like it could have been. It could have been. Like it did. Right. I, I kind of, I kind of wish that we would do. Is this all? I kind of wish, wish we would do the corporate ministry music, but that's okay. Was it different than that? Corporate ministry? I don't remember. Yeah, we should probably hear the corporate ministry music. I don't remember that corporate ministry. Because it is. I'm so sorry, Julian. Just in case you couldn't find it, I think, I, we'll see if I'm right, that this is similar to the ministry music, but instead of just the chanting, it's a quarterly report being given. <laughs> so it's just like, well, the EBITDA looks like it's up 12%, which is good for everybody. But as we set our goals for Q4, we have to keep in mind the net gains in overseas licensing. <laughs> Oh, this is terrible. What the hell oh, is no. this? Whoa, sh- sh- yeah. <laughs> what are they saying? No! 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 They didn't do that! I was going to say maybe they did that as a joke. <laughs> that was a cruel trick to play on us, Danielle. It's real! That's a, that'd be like if you were playing Legend of Zelda and you got to the end and then uh, Ganondorf's music started and then Vince McMahon walked out and you had to fight him. They were just, you like this remix, you guys? It's yeah. very cool. Oh, this, this, was the first, this was like the first mashup, though, to be fair. Oh, my Song God. Summer in 99. <laughs> they were right? doing was that when the corporate ministry it was, 99. was 99, yep. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that definitely predates the Strokes Christina Aguilera mashup. So <laughs> yeah, I think see? this needs to go down in someone's, someone's history books. 
not mine. Uh, this is definitely a cocaine-fueled decision. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's start a business, but first, I want to combine these songs, see? It's a fucking Vince McMahon song, and the fucking Undertaker song, the ministry song. They're like the same song. Do you hear it? I'm making a demo. Oh, this shit's good. I love it. They kept the, come on, come on, come and get it. Oh. Julian, is this filling in all the holes you needed filled in? <laughs> that hole very empty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, but then Undertaker got injured in the summer of 99 and did not come back until the spring of 2000 at Judgment Day to break up a, an Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H for the WWF title, which Triple H went on to win by disqualification because The Undertaker was back. Oh, no. But I'm so upset. He was not a mortician slash undertaker anymore. <laughs> he wasn't walking either. No. Mm-mm. He was rolling. But this <laughs> was the music. <laughs> this is the only lead singer I remember who was yeah, playable man. in Whoa. SmackDown. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? Rolling, rolling, rolling. That's what you do. Hands up, hands down. We've just ruined we so many up. people's day. Oh my god. Like, so many people have this in their head now for the rest back of the up, day. Back up. And they oh didn't want it. I hope some of you are working out and this helps you. <laughs> I'm so oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah okay. You yeah, know, does anyone need to push through something? <laughs> I hope yeah. so. So anyway, for a while, this was the theme. <laughs> but then they thought, like, all right, Limp Biscuit, they're dirtbags, but surely there's somebody trashier than them <laughs> that we can use to come up with the Undertaker's theme song. After all, he is the American badass. And so, the human form of herpes was oh. brought in to do his own version of the theme song. And here's what that sounded like. Are you scared? Oh, what is happening here? I don't know, but Wait I'm begging. This sounds like that movie 13 Ghosts. <laughs> this is what happens when we shame there people we with STIs. <laughs> That's what happens. You can rock, rock, and you, you can, can suck my dick. He said it! Oh, oh my god! Whoa! Whoa! Oh, it's not safe for work! Oh! oh. There you go. Was it, I, the, the worst thing about this era is that there were like a bunch of Kid Rock theme songs. Yes. Yes, because they're like, finger in the ass. Yeah, he certainly just said finger in the ass, right? You know what? Yeah. Finger in the ass. Why did he say finger in the ass? <laughs> he was the proctologist of rock. Oh my God. <laughs> what does this have to do with the Undertaker? That's my it's question exactly. I'm going to jack you, Prosty, while you're on my bike. <laughs> I don't know. Is that something an Undertaker does? I don't know anything about medicine. Like, is that oh. when someone, like, yeah, do you have that's to. That's the last thing you do. Do you with... plug it up? Grandma's Ooh. corpse as you put your finger in the <laughs> bee hole. I just don't understand. But yeah, no, because there was this. Um, Stacey Keebler had that uh, Legs Yes, remake. his cover of Legs. We're not going to, we don't have to listen to that. No, please, God, no. no. Please, Stacey no, Keebler. please, no. However. Oh, we might have to dedicate a whole one of these to the Kid Rock era of <laughs> and that, era. I, did, I don't need to be here for that one, though. <laughs> just so you know. It's like, going to be just I you. I am here as a courtesy right now. <laughs> and quite frankly, you've made a mockery of my politeness. Now. So. <laughs> I can't get out of this room. So. Yeah, the door's locked from the outside. That's the secret. Help me, people. Help me. Now, when he turned heel and won the undisputed championship, uh, and it, the this the entire the entirety of WWE became his yard. He was the big dog in the yard at that time. But red red devil, big evil. This was his entrance music. Just... My favorite line in a WWE song coming up. Dude, I'll point it out when it comes up. Oh my god. It's a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> you know what? Rock country is what they play in hell. Yeah. You're right. 
What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, this is the music that's playing in every strip club in an action film. <laughs> when they walk in, they're like, I don't know how we're going to crack this case. Ramirez has been gone for a week. <laughs> Just take your mind off and get a 20 out. And then they see the bad guy and he's over there with is, the stack. Is, is this official yard music? Is this what Roman needs to get over? I think yes. it's what Roman needs. This Let's is just exactly. give this to Roman. Badass is always kicking assholes ass. <laughs> what is with the Undertaker's obsession I, with assholes? I can't. I, he's been trying to tell us something the entire time. Listen to the music. The music will always let you know. Our Kelly told us. The music will always let you know. At bad asses always kicking assholes out? Always kicking assholes asses. Kicking assholes asses. Bad asses always Always kick assholes asses. It's so much ass. It's just so much ass. Is this just a yard of ass? It's, maybe that's what Roman has been defending all this time. And Billy Gunn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. like we missed a, a good tag team there where they were yeah. fighting people's music to put all ass right. again, again. Yeah. I the mean, American Billy ass. The I, American we, ass man? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. I am the American ass man. <laughs> yeah. They had a demographic, I think, there. that could have worked out. There is no version. I, the ministry music is fine for what it is. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. It's definitely fits the attitude mm-hmm. era, but there is no more fitting music for this character than than the Death March, whatever and, they call and it. Are we the, forgetting the one? Modern Death March. There is one we haven't played. There's one that you cannot get a copy of. There really? was like a very rare one. The Johnny Cash one? No. Oh yeah. Let's do. Yeah. Let's do that. We did have the Johnny Cash one. Sad and old, and I should have retired, but then I did for lots of years. There ain't no grave. Oh my god, can <laughs> you imagine walking down a ring to yeah. this for a wrestling match? I, I and yet, it's perfect for him. Yeah, it was is it? Great. It was yes. pretty great. Oh yes, god. it is. No, I, this, this, is, this makes me want to go to sleep. Yeah, I can pretty much just imagine sitting on my sofa looking into a bottle of a glass of whiskey. Yeah, and man. A small cry. But yeah. there's no grave it. that can hold his body down. That's not true, it turns out. Oh, He's the Undertaker, yeah. except for the big dog. Yeah, yeah he went down yes. into the grave, right? The problem yeah. is, is when you did yard versus yard, if he just would have left the yard stuff alone and just been in hell forever, he yeah. would have been fine. Been fine. But we didn't yeah. know there were so many assholes in the yard. We didn't yeah. know that. There's well, badasses bad kicking ass assholes. Yeah. Asses That's right. in the ass yard of America. <laughs> in the ass yard. <laughs> well, look down yonder, Gabriel. Put your feet on the land and see. But Gabriel, don't you... Uh, I, I don't think there's anything else to say about this, no. is there? Hello, Grave. I do have to add one thing. And I, yes. I didn't know I was going to be here talking to you guys about The Undertaker yes. and having my ears assaulted so aggressively this You're afternoon. Welcome. But I was actually... I was in Disneyland last week taking my professional life very seriously, yes. just as you do. Uh, and it's Halloween in Disneyland right now, so adults are allowed to come in costume, which I don't know if everyone knows, but the rest of the year, adults are not allowed to attend Disneyland in costume. You went to Bat Day, didn't you? I didn't go to Bat Day. I wish I had gone to Bat Day. Okay. No, it's just regular Disney Day on a Friday, and everyone's just dressed up, which is super cool. I see. In the middle of all of the Disney characters, and there's a lot of Marvel characters, there was a dude dressed as The Undertaker. <laughs> That's cool. And it was the full, like, ripped sleeve tie Undertaker. Beautiful. And I kept running oh, like into him. like the purple him. and gray. Yeah, the purple wow. and gray sock tie. And he had the urn. And he would just stand places playing the music from his phone. That's Oh, that's great. Freaking the shit out of children. He should have put his phone in the urn. And he would just, yeah, he, just was, he was holding the phone. That took something from it. He also yeah. had a WWE, uh, like, duffel bag, just oh. in case you weren't sure. Uh, but he was, children were just bursting into He's a scary dead man who's on his way going from town to yeah, town. He was, I saw him outside Pirates of the Caribbean and was like, yeah, okay. And then I saw him just in Main Street. And his little children just bursting into tears at the sight of him. And the parents were like, this is the coolest. But the kids were not pleased. But he was really making the most of this music, you guys. Did you find him in Toontown kneeling in front of Gadget's Go Coaster for all the kids there? Yeah, with a hand in the air, like sticking out his tongue. It was the best and most incongruous weird thing. (laughs) 
but I got to enjoy some of these tunes, so that was nice. <laughs> now I want to see, like, you know how they have the different ears? Like, there's, like, the R2-D2 ears. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to see some Undertaker, Undertaker ears. Undertaker ears. Oh, it's my yard. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get sued, Red like, a thousand times. Times. <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, getting sued from every front. <laughs> Isn't that right, Paul Bear? <laughs> 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 Can you do me a favor, Julian? There's only one way to end this. Will you play me out with a bed of Limp biscuit? <laughs> I hate you so much. God, what's worse? A yard of ass or a bed of Limp biscuit? It's a bed of Limp biscuit. Major Limp biscuit bed. You got to lay in it. All right. If you've got any thoughts, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to do this Undertaker style. If you've got any thoughts on The Undertaker and his music, let us know about it at facebook.com slash groups slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. That sound, by the way, that you just heard was us jumping the shark. <laughs> when we come back, it's time for three things we loved from wrestling this week. That's up next on tights and fights. It's still in my ears. Every week on Inside Pop, we take turns recommending something great from the world of pop culture to each other. And in the month of October, we're going big, very big, with the Big Cell 30. Every day for 30 days, we're going to suggest some type of pop culture to check out. Things that may not be on your radar, but will be well worth trying. From TV to music to movies and more, the Big Cell 30 is as irresistible as a Jedi mind trick. As convincing as an Annalise Keating closing argument. And as seductive as Miguel singing a ballad shirtless and slightly sweaty. Follow us on Twitter at Pop Insiders for daily big sells and listen to Inside Pop every week for big sells from some special guests. The Big Sell 30 starts October 1st and runs every day of the month on Inside Pop. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Every week, we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, as always, you are up first. What are you putting over? Okay, I am putting over... Um, there's so many different scenes, right? There's like, there's wrestling, you know, big match John, there's actor John, there's real life dude who seems pretty cool. And then there's totes Deves John, who is very closed off and walled off and has a lot of rules. And so in the episode of Totes Bells, there was a discussion because Bree and Daniel have to figure out who's going to have the kid if they pass away. And Nikki was like me. And they were like, nah. And so that Nikki and John had a conversation in the car where she said that she wanted him to have her power of attorney because she was like, you make good decisions. I like the decisions that you make. Um, and he was saying that he didn't want to do that. And then she asked him who his power of attorney was. It's confidential. That's like keeping a secret from me. You can look at it like anything you want. It's confidential information. Well, good. I'm happy it's not me. No, I know. Kind of. I want to be number two. You're not even on the list. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, fuck. What an awful person. Uh-huh. To like, and then why would anybody want to try to be close to him? Like, what? he seems so awful. Like, the closer you get, the more awful he seems. <laughs> Nicole, I'm over here strangling this dog to see if I feel remorse. <laughs> so far, I don't. What do you want to do? <laughs> Mike, what do you want to put over? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know how to follow that, man. Um, <laughs> it's so dark. Uh, oh, the, uh, the CFO dollar signs were on Sam Roberts' podcast a couple oh. weeks ago, and it was great. Not a lot of bells and whistles to it, not a lot of fireworks, just like you hear a couple of guys who are really, 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 really happy to have that job and mm-hmm. a couple instances of how they went about really personally creating all those themes because a lot of the voices you hear, the singing voices, the rapping voices, it's all of them. And uh, they talk about that, too. And here's a little bit from that interview with them talking to Sam Roberts. If you look at our top songs on Spotify, it's like Finn Balor, it's Sasha Banks. AJ. AJ. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we're always trying to push it, but, like, it's so much of, there's, like, this chemistry that's happening between the superstar, the audience, the participation, obviously us, and, and timing is everything. So I wish we could just keep 
recreating those types of songs only, but unfortunately, you know, sometimes kind of magic has to happen. You were on Sam Roberts. Mm -hmm. How was that? It was great. Yeah? Yeah, it was fantastic. Cool. He's he's a super cool guy, and uh, he's got his 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 platform there, and his platitudes, and his pontification, and other P-words. You know so many P-words. I know a bunch of P-words. This is pretty great. You could do an entire Sesame Street episode. This is me and the letter P. (laughs) Can you pal me, pal, but <laughs> Can you pal Pete? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put over something from SmackDown, which is uh, surprising to me given the show this past week. But I just love Kevin Owens yeah. and his heel promos. In particular, I just like the little things that he throws in just to be a jackass. Uh, and here's an example uh, of him cutting a little promo on Shane as he walked down the steps towards the ring. Here comes the real money, Shane. Here comes the real money. Money, 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 my man. What a terrible theme song. <laughs> You're looking for me. You know, there you it's, go. it's funny. I've been. Th- I was thinking about that song, or return to my mind. That's like naughty by nature. Doing his theme. Music. Oh, is that who's the ching yes. ching bling bling? Naughty by nature. But it was also wow. like. It was a pretty far away from OPP, Naughty by Nature. Well, I just mean, and, and that, that, get, that gets to my point. Like, I mean, he's had this theme music for like 15 years yeah. now. Something like this is amazing. Longer, yeah. Like, that, that in 2017, Naughty by Nature still rapping on television because <laughs> of wrestling. That's yeah. crazy. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Daniel Radford and Mike Eagle, along with me, Hal Lublin. I'm going to tell you that I will be in New York this weekend, so you can see me Sunday, 6 p.m., Hudson Mercantile, Monday, 12.30 p.m. and 3 p.m. at the Museum of the Moving Image, doing We Got This Live with tons of great special guests. Go to hallublin.com forward slash live for that and other upcoming dates. Nice, nice, nice. My album, Brick Brighty Kids Still Daydream, is out on iTunes or your Spotify, whatever you're listening to this on right now. You Yay. can probably press a button and listen to it on the same device. Nice. And I'm going to be in uh, Seattle tomorrow at Barboza. That's uh, Thursday and Friday night in Portland at Doug Fur, and Saturday in Hood River at the Underground Music Station. I wish I was in Seattle soon. So um, if, you're, if you're listening to this the day that it drops and you're in L.A., if you want to come down to the Bronson Bar, I'm doing a show there. Um, it's free as fuck. It is at 8. Please be 21. I'm also going to be on the Cracked Live podcast on the 14th. And that'll be super duper fun. And then I'm pretty, you know, I'm sure that that comes out because it's podcast is right in the name. And as per usual, uh, Fat and Fly as fuck on YouTube. If you want to hear me talk about some body posy stuff and I ain't vanquished on Twitch Hyper RPG. Our producer is the winner of the 2017 Producers Classic, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash groups slash tightsfights. Always some great conversations going there. And at tightsfights on Twitter. Come talk, retweet, like, we'll reply. At, at, I know all the Twitter language. If you love the show, remember... Go to Apple Podcasts and hit those five stars. It makes a difference. And the more reviews we get, not just ratings, reviews, the more likely it is you're going to see some of that Tights and Fights merch that you've been yearning for. Thank you so much to all the people who are Maximum Fund members and have selected this show to receive a portion of their donation. You keep the lights on while we're in this studio for an hour a week, and that is huge for us. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, Rasslam. Tyson Podcast. Tyson Podcast. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.